Hey, Dodger fans, you're stepping into the dugout of the Dodger Dogs podcast. I'm Christian C. Dub Cruz, your host. I'll be diving into Dodger baseball news, game recaps, stats, and much more from a fan's perspective. So grab yourself a dog, some peanuts, some sunflowers, or Cracker Jack, and let's get uh, let's take a trip around the diamond. So today, I wanted to kind of dive into a, like a primer episode for anyone listening. You might know that baseball uses a lot, of, uh, a lot of stats. So it's one of those things that you hear a bunch of things and you just don't know what it means, like uh, average or OPS or ERA. Uh, so I just wanted to make sure that people kind of know what that's about. Um, again, this is just something that I was thinking of as a, as a baseball fan. I've been a baseball fan my whole life. But even some people that have kind of entered the sport new will be asking, like, what does it all mean? So it gets a little confusing. So I kind of want to just jump in there and highlight, I, I, I do more of a quick breakdown since I will be referencing uh, referencing these things uh, throughout the podcast and pretty much any podcast, any baseball uh, podcast or or. Uh, or game or anything like that, we'll, we'll talk about these. But I wanted to just review a few of them just for everybody to get a better understanding and just kind of have a, a good uh, uh, step forward uh, to get uh, more involved with the game itself. So the first one I wanted to talk about is what's known as batting average. And it basically represents the player's success at hitting by measuring the percentage of at-bats that result in a hit. So the formula itself is actually uh, pretty straightforward. Is um, Average uh, equals hits divided by at-bats. The league average for hitters is about 0.250. That basically means that 25% of the time of their at-bats, they're going to get some kind of a hit. With anything above 275, is considered very good. And uh, 300 and above is pretty elite. So this is like the one sport in terms of baseball where where 30% of the time um, you're hitting the ball, you're, you're up there. So that just basically means that you're doing a lot worse most of the time than you are actually. And... Um, that that's actually pretty elite for baseball, which is it's kind of crazy to think about it, right? So uh, that's one of the cool things about baseball is like you don't have to be perfect every single time, but if you're thirty percent uh, is pretty good uh, in terms of you know hitting, uh, you're you're pretty elite. So that's one of the first ones that I want to talk about. Uh, the next one is I want to talk about on base percentage, what's known as OBP. So it basically measures a player's ability to get on base, including hits, walks, and hit by pitches. So the formula for that is hits plus walks plus hit by pitch divided by at-bats plus walks plus hit by pitch uh, and sacrifice uh, and sacrifice flies. Uh, so basically is how often do you get on base? That's the percentage and that's uh, that's what you get. So if you get a pretty high on base percentage um, in terms of, you know, again, 20 to 30 percent of the time uh, or, or more, it's still pretty good. Um, the other one I wanted to talk about is slugging percentage. Now we're going to get a little uh, uh, deeper into the statistics side of this. Um, so slugging percentage or what's known as SLG, uh, it quantifies a player's power for, so by considering the number of bases gained per at bat. So it's kind of statistical analysis. Like you're not going to get a half a base at bat, but they kind of do it in that, in that fashion where, you know, you might get a half a base or something like that. But the, basically the formula goes singles, uh, plus two plus two times doubles plus three times triples plus four times home runs divided by at bat. So slugging percentage is still one of the best evaluations of power because it accounts for more than just home runs. Good a good slugging percentage is uh percentage um uh which basically means like a really good one is say anything about 500 or so. Uh, so the league average uh, recently is about 0.435 slugging percentage, 
when which means anything above that is pretty good. So 500 to 600 is actually pretty elite. You're looking at some of the best uh, hitters in baseball. Um, I think like Barry Bonds was close to like 600 or so uh, in terms of slugging percentage. Uh, so that's pretty good. Um, so when you're looking at anything, you're looking at the slugging percentage uh, statistics. Just think about it this way. Anything about 400, you're pretty solid in terms of being average. Anything about 500, you're pretty elite. So that's something to uh, think about. Uh, the next one is something we've been seeing a lot lately. Uh, at least I've seen it a little bit more often. Um, I never really pay attention to statistics as much as I've done uh, so recently just to get a, better, uh, get a better understanding about the players, uh, the ball clubs themselves, how each team is doing. When you look down the lineup like between 1 and 9, you gotta, you kind of start looking at OPS, you start looking at averages, you start looking at a lot of things. Um, so, But OPS is one of those big ones. And this is one of the first ones where it kind of uh, adds uh, uh, another layer to it. So this just actually combines on-base percentage and slugging percentage to provide a comprehensive measure of a player's offensive performance. So again, it's OBP plus SLG. Basically, OPS score, uh, the OPS score is the better the hitter is considered. So the higher the score, the better. Uh, with above average hitters having an OPS over 800, and average hitters usually falling between 700 to 800, right around there. So 700 to 800, you're average. 800, you're pretty good. Um, uh, so 700 is typically considered bad for major league players. So when you see like 700.700 is pretty good. It's not good, actually. Uh, so one of the things that we look at is how how good is their, on, uh, their OPS? That's uh, on-base plus slugging. Again, they're adding that slugging statistic to it. Uh, so anything... Again, above 800 um, is pretty darn good, and it's pretty damn good, to be honest. So that's what you're going to be looking at uh, with that. Uh, the next thing we're going to go into is earned run average. This is really for uh, pitchers. So when you see a pitcher out there, you'll see probably the most common statistics is the ERA, the earned run average. It just reflects a pitcher's effectiveness by measuring the average number of earned runs allowed per nine innings, which is typically the length of a, of a baseball game. Um, so if you have a pitcher that's only allowing, say, one or two runs, that's pretty good. I mean, you're talking about uh, in the major leagues, you're going to put nobody really gets uh, uh, zeroed out or, or gets um, zero runs within a game. It's pretty pretty rare that that happens. It does happen, but it's one of those things where like a, a team generally will get at least a run or so. But if you're holding a team to just one or two runs and your team on average is hitting four to five runs, you're probably going to win that ball game. Uh, but the formula goes basically er runs times nine uh, divided by innings pitched. So if you say you've only pitched um, eight or nine innings, you're going to divide that. Um, so Or seven innings. Typically a pitcher or a starting pitcher will only go about seven innings. They really don't go nine innings like they used to back in the day. Uh, and that's just because it's the game has just evolved. Uh, but when we talk about earned runs for a pitcher, roughly anything below three is pretty good. It's pretty elite. Um, this last year... Uh, the the Cy Young winners were just hovering right around 2.0 or so. Um, so when you're talking about holding an underrun average around two or even below that, say 1.75, um, that's pretty elite. You're 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 pretty good. You're someone that's going to be an ace on any ball club. Uh, the other one I want to talk about is going to start getting uh, into the the thick of things again. It's what's called a, a war or wins above replacement. So basically, it's a comprehensive statistic that attempts to qualify a player's overall comp- contribution to the team. It takes like the whole picture as as one one thing, one statistic. So WAR takes into account offense, defense, and pitching contributions, and compares them to a replacement level player. 
So a war is all-inclusive and provides a useful reference point for campaigning players. Uh, war offers an estimated to an estimate to an answer to answer the question. So if the if this player got injured and say for example you have a, a really good second baseman or a shortstop, so that player basically got hurt. Um, it's it's one of those things where you you look at the statistic and it basically breaks down that if this player got injured and their team had to replace them with a freely available free agent or a minor leaguer, what value would the team be losing? So war is calculated a little different between position player and pitchers, but the concept is the same. An average full-time position player is worth about two wins above replacement. That means the value to the team is an extra two wins versus a player from like uh, like an, a player that they could bring up to replace that, that, that actual player or a minor leaguer. So while the average bench players contribute much less, typically between zero to one uh, wins above replacement or war, average starting pitchers also are worth around two war or so while relief pitchers are considered superb but they crack plus one war so the bottom line is like if you see a number where it says they're uh four war or five war or whatever it may be that means that the value to that team is they're getting more wins four or five more wins than with a comparable player that's really what it comes down to um so and that just goes to show you like the value so over time over the season um, their their number could could elevate just you know a really really good player like a the top top of the level like a like an Otani could be extremely valuable where you're talking you're talking some pretty massive numbers there so it, that's really what the, what it talks about uh, the next statistics I want to talk about is something that's been around for a very very long time uh, it's called runs batted in so RBIs it's exactly that it represents the number of runs as a batter has driven in through hits walks or other means uh, so if there I bat and there's a player on first second or third and they hit the ball they get a single double uh, triple home run that's an RBI. An RBI double, for example, would be a, a, a runner that hit or a, a batter that hit uh, um, the ball, got a double, and a runner got batted in. So that's really what it is. And that's kind of a very, very common statistics uh, in baseball. So, um, you know, if you have quite a few runs batted in, I mean, the, the higher the better, obviously. So you're, you're bringing in runs. So you don't always have to be just be hitting all the time. But if you're able to get on base, for example, you get walked and there's three other people on base, you just got to run in. So that's that contributes to the RBI. Uh, the next one is, is a home run. Everybody knows a home run. Uh, you know, everybody wants to hit a home run. That basically just means when you knock it out of the park, you you score a point or however many uh, players are on the base. So if you if you have a, um, a one or two more players on the base, then you score three points or, you know, so that's kind of how that works. Uh, the other one I want to talk about is stolen bases and caught stealing. So SB basically represents a number of successful stolen base attempts. So, uh, that you're going to see that a lot. The other statistic that, that goes along with that is caught stealing. So while um, you see the CS, which indicates the number of times a runner was caught stealing versus stolen bases, you got to ask yourself, like, how many stolen bases versus, uh, versus how many times uh, the person got caught? Where's the value of that? So if the person has uh, stolen, say, six bases but got caught ten times, you're probably not going to be asking that player to continue to try and steal bases. You're, you're losing a lot more. Uh, there, so that's just something to consider and kind of think through when you see the SB and the CS uh, statistic up there. Uh, fielding percentage—that's um, kind of the last one I wanted to just touch base on. There's so many more. The metrics around baseball are, are so big now, where a lot of teams after 2004, uh, once once you started seeing a lot more saber metrics or a lot more metrics around like the the players themselves. Uh, but the the last one that I want to talk to is uh, field percentage or fielding percentage, uh, and basically it calculates the percentage of players. Um, uh, 
that field successfully without errors. Uh, so basically it means like you're fielding a ball and you're not creating an error or dropping the ball or something like that. Um, so the way that kind of works is total chances minus the errors. So if you had a chance for a ball but uh, or something and you drop the ball, it, you know, that's that's a chance that you, you get dinged for that. Uh, so great infielders at the highest level of baseball have a fielding percentage of, say, 0.970 or better. That simply means that uh, they are making 970 or more error-free plays out of 1,000 chances. So if the ball gets hit to them a thousand times, 970 times uh, out of a thousand, they're going to make that play. It's fair that that's very rare when you're talking about 162 games. So if you have 162 games, you get like six or seven chances out of those uh, 162 games. Um, Throughout the year, you're only going to make a very very few errors, which is something that's significant because a lot of the times when you're talking about games that are between two and three ones, if that error allows a run in, you're going to lose that game. If you're in the hunt for a playoff spot or or something like that, uh, it's going to hurt you. So the higher, the better for you. So the closer you are to that thousand, um, the better uh, fielder you are. So again, I just wanted to remind everybody that this, these are just a few key statistics. I, I want to just kind of give a general idea of what they are. I would definitely encourage anybody, just go look online, do a Google search. It'll pop up. It'll give you all the stats that you want. and we will break it down. But essentially, this is what it is. Uh, so hopefully, this helps you all uh, kind of get uh, an understanding of the few key statistics. And there are many, many more advanced metrics used by analysts and teams. Um, however, understanding the basics will give you a good starting point for the following and join uh, uh baseball statistics um and kind of get too more into the game just to see like you know if someone's uh rbis are, are where they should be or not and kind of gives you a good understanding in terms of like where where you want to be like if you're if your ball club from top to bottom is only hitting about 250 or below uh you're probably not going to be very good for the rest of the year but if you, you see some guys in there run hitting about 300 or above maybe two or three there, there's a chance uh there that they're going to get hot uh the rest of the guys will get hot and maybe maybe get into the postseason um, but I do want, actually want to talk about one more thing, uh, something that I, I kept on seeing. I, I was getting confused, even as a baseball fan. I was like, what is this again? Um, it's what's known as a slash line. That basically means uh, it's a concise way to represent a player's batting performance. It consists of three components, batting average, on-base percentage, and slugging percentage, all three of which I just talked about. Um, and it just has a little uh, thing up there that shows all three numbers. And there's a slash, a backlash between each one of those numbers. So the batting average again, the on-base percentage. So uh, the average AVG, the on-base percentage OBP, and the slugging percentage SLG. So the way kind of works its, well, uh, its way out, for example, a slash line of 0. 0.280 slash 350 slash 450 suggests a solid all-around hitter. While a slash line of 0.220 slash 0.280 slash 0.320 might indicate a less effective offensive player. You right off the bat, you'll see the statistics here. Anything below 300, you start to get to average to below average. Anything above 300, you start to look pretty good. So if you have someone that has, uh, you know, a 280 and above, 290, 270, and the rest of them are 350 or 450 and above, you got a really solid hitter there. Um, so just wanted to I'll throw that out there. Again, this is something that we want to uh, keep an eye on. A lot of uh, analysts, a lot of uh, podcasters will refer to the slash line. It's something key because it does give you a really good understanding as to where they're at uh, overall as a, as a hitter. Um, so I want to end with something that <laughs> that really cracks my bat. I am a purist when it comes to uh, you know people cheating. Um, I've coached uh, track and field for many years. I ran track and field. I had some really good athletes. In fact, um, I had an opportunity to coach some uh, um, some athletes, and eventually made the Olympics. 
But the one thing I cannot get, and I've encountered this with other teams, is when they cheat, uh, it, it's, it's significant because you're you're robbing the sport and you're robbing the athletes and you're robbing the fans from a, a clean sport. And so for me, when I when I hear people say that someone should be in the Hall of Fame regardless, that doesn't make sense to me. Uh, you know, if you get caught cheating, you admit to cheating or all the circumstantial evidence lets you to believe that they cheated, you don't belong in the Hall of Fame. You know, you may, you should be talked about. You should be revered for what you've done and provided to the game, but you shouldn't be part of the Hall of Fame. You not only took advantage of those opportunities that others could have gotten, but you you probably had an influence and impact on other players um, that, that could have been in the game longer. I, I remember, I can't remember the name exactly, but there was a ball player that pitched to someone that got caught for using uh, PEDs or performing hashing drugs. That pitcher never went back to the major leagues because of that guy. And that guy was juiced out of his mind. I'll let you all try and think about who that might be, uh, San Francisco. But I'm just saying, like, if you got caught cheating or you have ever uh, gone to the point where you basically are known to have been a cheater, uh, you don't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. And if that means that there's a whole era of players that aren't going to get in, that's just the reality. I would much rather have the Hall of Fame talk about the era, talk about the issues that never uh, got dealt with, why the league never dealt with them when they should have dealt with it, and why they waited for Congress to deal with PED users, and tell that story. But those guys that did it right, that were clean and gone to the Hall of Fame, deserve to be in there. They don't deserve to have other people next to them that broke records that should have never been broken. Um, they might they might have broken them without the PEDs, but we'll never know. And because of that, they should not ever be allowed in the Hall of Fame. They should be spoken about. They should be added in terms of the, the uh, context and the background and the history behind it. But certainly, their bust, they should not be allowed to do that. And I get when people say, like, it's still a part of the conversation. They're still a part of baseball. It's still a part of the story. That's all fine and good. That doesn't mean they get to have their bust in bronze and and enjoy that piece of it. They rob the game. They rob people. They rob the fans. And they just should never, ever, ever be allowed. Mark McGuire's of the world, the Clemens of the world, the Barry Bonds of the world, you know, you can make your own decision on those. I, the only thing I say is, if they've admitted to it, they either got caught or their circumstantial evidence basically says that they did it. You know, I'm sorry, but you made the decision to do that yourself. And now you have to pay those consequences. And that means your legacy. So I'll leave it at that. But again, thanks for listening. And until next time, stay blue, stay Dodger blue. Let's go Dodgers.